This podcast is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free online resource for health professionals' education. Visit openpediatrics.org for more. Welcome to the World Shared Practice Forum podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Burns, Chief of Critical Care at Boston Children's Hospital and Professor of Anesthesia at Harvard Medical School. It is a great privilege to have with us today Dr. Robert Tasker. Dr. Tasker is Editor-in-Chief of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. He is also Professor of Anesthesia and Pediatrics at Harvard Medical School and Founding Chair in Neurocritical Care in the Department of Anesthesiology, Critical Care, and Pain Medicine at Boston Children's Hospital. And he is the College Lectureship in Medicine Lecturer at Selwyn College, Cambridge University in the UK. Robert, it's so great to have you back with us today. Thank you very much, Jeff. And as you know, I visited Boston uh, recently, and it was such great time talking about the journal with faculty and young authors, uh, which is something I really enjoy and something that we're trying to engender with pediatric critical care medicine. I thought, if I may, I might just talk about some of the metrics just so that potential authors would have an idea. So, you know, just to give people some idea about numbers, in 2021, we had 899 author-initiated submissions from 51 nations across the planet. So by WIFPIX region, 42% have come from North America, 24% have come from Europe, 22% from Asia and Oceania, 6% from South and Latin Americas, 5% from the Middle East, and 1% from Africa. Obviously, I'd like to uh, improve that situation such that we see more submissions from other parts of the world. And I know, Jeff, you have a new role in WIFPIX, and uh, I wondered what your thoughts on that data were. I agree with you, Robert. We're slowly but surely harnessing colleagues around the world who are doing very interesting things, especially in low and middle income countries who are providing excellent care under circumstances that most of us don't face. And there's so much we can learn about what they're doing. I I wholeheartedly agree with you that we have to find a way to continue to really learn from those colleagues. I really need to thank my reviewers. I will be writing something in the December issue of PCCM as a forward, but just to give you a rough idea of how many reviewers we used in 2021, it was over 300. So far in 2022, we're approaching 400. This is a huge, huge effort that is worldwide. And uh, I'm really grateful to the support that we have. What do the reviewers do? They ensure the brand of the journal. They make sure that the material that gets published is what readers want to read and what clinicians want to use. It is a tough competition. 899 submissions in 2021 And at the end of the day, we're only accepting 9% of those. 
Now, that, that figure looks much, much worse. And I don't want authors to be discouraged. 50% of articles that come in, I send an early rejection, mainly because they're not right for the journal. So if you look at it, if you pass that first screen, then close to one in five papers are accepted. So I would encourage authors to submit, and I would also encourage authors to make sure that you know what's in the journal and what the contemporary discussions and arguments are about, because you stand much more look-in in terms of publication. Dr. Tasker, as you well know, as editor-in-chief of the journal, Impact Factor is a measure of the quality of the publications and the importance of the publications in, in helping shape the field. What can you tell us about the impact factor currently at pediatric critical care medicine and uh, moreover, the citations in, in general? It's a, it's a tricky question, but to answer it frankly and honestly, we've gone from 2.9 something in 2019, uh, which was reported in 2020, to close to 3.5 in 2020, which was reported in 2021. And we're now just half an inch from four with 3.97, which was the data for 2021 and reported last year. So we're on an upward tick. And I have to say that that is the legacy of Dr. Pat Kahanik and his time at PCCM, we're still seeing the tale of his impact in that. That, of course, is only one metric. I know that clinical academics who are submitting to journals want to know what our impact factor is, and I hope that this will encourage them. What it, in fact, is saying is that, on average, every article is getting about three or four citations I like to think that we do much more than just promote articles that are cited. You know, we provide a lot of editorial material to attract readers to the articles. The other part is, well, who is doing the citing? We have a top five list of journals that are citing PCCM. In the number one spot is ourselves. We're a niche area. We're not general pediatrics. We're not general medicine. So it's sort of self-explanatory that we would be the journal that uh, most cites us. In second place is the pediatric critical care section of Frontiers in Pediatrics. In third place is a new journal called Journal of Pediatric Critical Care. In fourth place, is one of the other journals in the Society for Critical Care Medicine stable. So Critical Care Medicine is our fourth citer. And then in fifth, which was a surprise to me, Pediatric Pulmonology. I had not sort of envisaged that. If you want an idea of, you know, where is Pediatric Critical Care Medicine in all critical care medicine journals, it's about one third of the way down the list. So I think it's 10th out of 30 or so. And then the same is for pediatrics. I think we're in the top quartile 
Uh, so we're about 20 something out of 130 pediatric journals. So I think that we are operating at a much higher level than you would expect for a very small subspecialty, but it is what it is. Well, I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised by those relative rankings. I think that's quite striking. Uh, as you noted, we, and as we all know, we're a small community worldwide, even though we're trying to harness more colleagues. And so I must say, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. You know, I think it's the quality of the articles that we're seeing now. Robert, one of the questions that I have for you, and I suspect colleagues around the world do as well, you have probably the best insight as to where our field is going in terms of the research that's undertaken and published. What are the questions that people are asking? How are they studying it? What's notable about those trends uh, since you've assumed the role of editor-in-chief? So I'd have to answer that, Jeff, in that it's an expansive field. People are coming to clinical questions and the research questions that arise in our daily practice with a number of methodologies. They're interested in particular things. And I've actually had to construct for myself a 12 by 12 matrix. So it's 144 boxes. Uh, so on the rows, I look at what are the narrative themes? You know, is it about patient care? Is it about a CICU and ECMO? Is it about airway and respiratory? Is it about renal and fluids, etc.? And then in the columns, it's uh, about the practice emphasis. So is this an article that really is about organization? Uh, yes, it's about CICU, but ultimately, is it about how critical care is organized? This article might be about sepsis, but is it actually about outcomes? So that's another of my columns. So I've got 12 by 12, and I map every article that comes in to give me an idea as to whether or not it can be placed in this matrix. If it's not in this matrix, then it's probably not for us, because these are the contemporary issues that uh, our colleagues are interested in. Then you know, the next step is to think about the hierarchy in the methodology and design. And I'm open to seeing survey and consensus articles, retrospective studies using curated data sets or registries, observational studies, case control studies, and intervention studies. But the key thing is, is the methodology appropriate for the question that's being asked? And so just to illustrate that, there were five top cited articles from 2021 in terms of their citations in 2022. And some of them, I have to say, I mean, they're all good articles, but I was pleased that they illustrate the breadth in methodologies that authors can use and the breadth in author items uh, that can be used. So top of the list is Jonat et al.'s article from New York City, and it was about Miss C and the experience in their unit, and also the suggestion of a protocol that others might be interested in. 
So this is an observational study. So far in 2022 alone, it's had 20 sites. Clarivate place it in a category of highly cited paper, which is uh, only what happens to the top 1% of cited papers in our field. And just to give you an idea, in 16 years, PCCM has only had 10 articles in this category. So that Jonat article is way up there. And that's an observational study uh, with presentation of a protocol. The second article had 13 citations in 2022. It was published in 2021, Capasso et al. And this is extraordinary. It's a letter to PCCM about an article that was published in PCCM on using ultrasound for optic nerve sheath diameter. And, you know, of course, I'm somewhat biased in that this is an area of interest for me, but this was uh, three ophthalmologists from Italy writing in saying, have you thought of these other options and could the authors consider this? And I thought this was amazing. 13 citations. And it's interesting. It's got nice illustrations. So really pleased with that. The third article is a retrospective study published in 2021, 12 citations so far in 2022. And it looked at the uh, prevalence of ICU delirium in the uh, cardiac intensive care unit, Stavesky et al. The fourth article is a survey. And um, a lot of the times we look somewhat askance at surveys. Are they, are they telling anything to us? Well, this was published in 2021 and it's had 11 citations so far in 2022. And it was a survey from Osment et al uh, about anticoagulation and transfusion practices in ECMO. And this was an update of a survey that had been done, uh, I think, something like 2010 or 2011. And we got one of our senior associate editors, Gail Anich, to write uh, the editorial that uh, accompanied this. And she was one of the original authors of the old survey. So this has been uh, well accepted in that community. And uh, as many will be aware, uh, anticoagulation and transfusion practice is a huge issue in ECMO. And then the fifth article is Peter Rimmensberger's and colleagues' article from the European Society of Neonatal and Intensive Care. And uh, this was published in 2021, has had nine citations in 2022. And this was about the ESMNIC. COVID approach and their recommendations on practice. And I know, Jeff, that uh, you did have Peter Rimmensberger on the uh, webinars uh, that you ran for COVID-19. Robert, that's an incredible summary of five interesting pieces. And knowing that those are the top five, not fitting any one theme, are they? but makes me want to go back and look at them, you know, as soon as possible. Very interesting data, Robert. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, you know, thank you. And I, I think if people want to do uh, what you've suggested, which is go back and read them, the easiest way is to go to the PCCM website and have a look 
in the collections item, drop down box, where you can then look at my editor's choices and just self-select. And there's a section that I have in editor's choices called PCCM connections, where I try and connect material. So please do use that. Robert, now let me ask you this about 2021 articles. As you well know, altmetric has become one of the ways to get a sense of what people are viewing, talking about the social media, commenting. Can you explain to the audience what is altmetric? And in particular, could you also answer what were the altmetric uh, notable articles in PCCM from 2021? Thank you, Jeff. Altmetric, I believe, is an independent organization that brings together data that's collected from social media platforms and various formats, whether it's hit the press, whether it's been retweeted, whether it's in other sort of fora, Instagram, what's its imprint and and where is it? And how far across the planet is it going? And how many times? So if you consider that there's around 2,000 subscribers to PCCM, 6,500 US practitioners involved in uh, our field of critical care medicine, and probably some 12,000 followers of the journal worldwide. And we have a number of formats in the journal, and I, I sort of pay pretty close attention to the altmetric score uh, that is attached to each of the items that appears in an issue of PCCM. And some things don't make a score, but many items do. I think within our field, anything that gets a score over 30 is doing really well. And so um, the median score for our feature articles is 49. One quarter of our feature articles have a score above 150. So they're doing really well. Uh, The other area in the journal that is getting very high altmetric scores are the general PICU articles and the PCCM notes and the narrative essays. I'm really pleased that uh, we've uh, entered the field of narrative medicine. And so people are looking at it and reading it. I think those, you know, those are the main areas. I should just point out that brief reports have a median altmetric score of 16, with one quarter of the brief reports with an altmetric greater than 38. So uh, because your article is a brief report, it does not mean that it's ignored. Uh, We support anything that makes the competition to get into PCCM is supported by uh, the whole editorial team and our social media editors as well. So thank you for asking the question. Well, Robert, this concludes the the first half of um, our podcast with you. And um, hearing these uh, data, I think, gives all of us a sense of how the journal is doing as it reflects really how our field is doing. And it's so exciting to hear about the growth of the journal in every dimension, uh, which, of course, is uh, reflecting the growth of our uh, community 
and our desire to uh, perform research and understand and illuminate important questions across the full spectrum of our field, including, as you know, the narratives about our field. So congratulations to you and thank you for evolving a very comprehensive journal in format and brought the breadth of the questions uh, being presented. Thank you. This has been a production of Open Pediatrics. Check out the description box to view the resources and journal articles referenced in this podcast. To hear more podcasts like this one, log on to openpediatrics.org.